helps really understand what your question is about. So uh, that leads to less uh, conversations where Billy keeps asking uh, what you mean. It leads to a lot of frustration. Yeah, what do you mean? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Can you please rephrase? Welcome to the all.com Tech Lab podcast. In this podcast, we share our experience with you, speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at ball.com, showing you our approach to IT, e-commerce, and retail platforms. Looking into the things that we are enthusiastic about that are happening here. As always, we have a bunch of ideas to share in the series. This is how we do IT. I'm co-hosting this show together with Peter Brouwers, and my name is Peter Paul van der Beek. We both performed in several roles in IT here at Ball.com. With that background and all the experience that came with it, we're looking forward to share insights and learnings with you. Time to introduce the topic of this episode. And we talk about intent recognition and conversational analytics in relation to our, sometimes it's a chatbot, but other customer service operations as well. That's a warm a mouthful of tech buzzwords and business solutions, so some time to dive into this subject. As a customer, uh, and you don't want that, of course, but sometimes you need to reach out to, to Bol.com to, to get some support on your products. And uh, based on that, um, and based on our set of uh, customers, we have 9 million customers in the, the Netherlands and Belgium, you can think of a lot of questions uh, reaching uh, the, the customer support and the customer service areas. So um, our guests today have came up with great ideas to lower that number of uh, questions. And we thought it might be a good idea to dive into that and uh, see what techniques they're going to use and how that works. So time to introduce our guest. So our first guest is uh, Daniel Heres. He's a software engineer in the customer services domain working on great solutions, most of them based on data science. The other one is Emil Ubing, product owner in the customer services domain. During the preparation, we already noticed that Emil has loads of ideas on what, to, what we can achieve using artificial intelligence and data science to make the life of our customers easier and also our employees maybe more happy. So um, Emil, can you sketch the domain you're working on? Uh, uh, yes, uh, I'm a uh, product owner of the uh, customer voice team that is within the uh, customer services fleet. Um, and uh, I'm also part of the business team, uh, Customer Happiness. So we work along uh, alongside with business and IT together. And our uh, purpose as a team is to prevent uh, questions uh, that people have for uh, customer services. So in a way, you could say uh, that... Uh, we succeed if customer service is not needed anymore uh, in the future. I'm not sure if all my customer service uh, colleagues uh, will enjoy that, but that's uh, our purpose. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what we do. Can you uh, give an example? Uh, well, what we are working on now is a, a new product. It's really a greenfield innovation for uh, Bold.com. It's uh, what we call conversation analytics. So we have millions of conversations as customer service with our customers. Uh, and we do some analysis on that, but that's uh, really yeah, pretty coarse how we do that. And uh, the idea is that if we use the actual content of conversations to get real insights in patterns that uh, occur, so problems that people uh, have 
uh, when they buy certain products or when they undergo certain processes of bold.com that may be hidden uh, for us until now, but maybe we can uh, get these patterns inside uh, by uh, analyzing uh, millions of conversations and getting the insights out of these conversations and uh, feeding those insights back to the shops and to other colleagues at bold.com so these colleagues can improve uh, the shop, bold.com, and the experience for our customers. Okay, cool. And uh, Daniel, what, what to to uh, to look into this data and to do this this tagging of data and so what 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 do you actually need to to be able to do that? Yeah, good uh, good question. Um, what I think is really exciting about uh, uh, this this problem and this uh, gathering insights uh, from conversation uh, uh, analytics is that uh, we basically don't have any uh, information or labels, as you say, uh, in the first place. So we want to automatically gather insights based on on this data. And in uh, machine learning, this is called unsupervised uh, learning. Mm -hmm. um, so without any human labeling, we try to uh, generate useful insights for shops and experts and all, all the people that need those insights and can do something with them. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, we can use a lot of different techniques like clustering and topic modeling uh, and other other uh, techniques. Um, but it is, is also really challenging because um, there's nothing directly you can measure. So there's exactly. no there's no objective you can optimize for, and you cannot say oh. I, I keep this uh, part of the data, I hold it out and measure on that because the eventual value is uh, going to be uh, in the actions, in what, what are people going to do with uh, this information. So it's really exciting what we can do with it yeah. on the tech side, but also really challenging uh, how it will turn out. Yeah, and also I think that one of the uh, challenging parts with, with this unsupervised uh, learning is also that how how do you validate the results that you're getting do you have yeah. any ideas or models on how you're going to do that yeah what what we are thinking about is that we basically want to evaluate it uh, once it is applied in practice mm -hmm. so what we can do is uh, when we integrate with an existing tooling that we uh, somehow see oh what are people going to do with it? What kind of actions do they take? For example, mm -hmm. changing uh, product information on the website or uh, uh, keep coming into contact with someone. We want to uh, yeah, re really also measure that and try to estimate what, what value comes out of this insight. Yeah, maybe if I may add to that. Sure. Um, uh, that's a really important point that uh, Daniel uh, uh, mentions because uh, well, that's also what we try to do is to keep the, the uh, feedback loop with our end users really uh, short. So that's why we started with a design sprint of a week. So we didn't just start building, but we uh, created in one week a mock-up for an in initial version that we built. And this mock-up we tested with product specialists uh, from bold.com uh, shops. 
uh, to see if this would, if we would build something like this, if it would actually help them in their work. And uh, and their response was uh, pretty uh, uh, enthusiastic. So this really gave us the confidence that we are on the right track. Okay. But still, uh, as soon as we've built uh, one part of the solution, uh, we will uh, inc- uh, test this again with our end users, see if it was indeed what they wanted, and if not, we have to change it. So we, one, uh, one of the uh, solutions is just to keep the end user involved uh, throughout the, the development process. Could you share a little about what a product specialist does here and why your tool yeah. is uh, valuable for them? What information yeah. does it provide and what actions can they take? Yeah, so we have already uh, a BI uh, a dashboard uh, called Unhappy Products. Uh, so okay. this this dashboard shows products that are problematic uh, because a lot of people send them back. So there's something wrong with them. So the return rate is quite yeah, the high. Yeah, return rate is high or a lot of people contact uh, customer service for these products. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, step one is identifying these are problematic problems, but uh, uh, products. But the question is, what's wrong with them? So um, our, our uh, technology can uh, will help uh, product specialists to identify the actual problem. So one of the first steps that we are going to take is uh, create a smart what we call a smart word cloud, and a smart word cloud uh, will not well will use as data input the conversations that people have. Uh, to customer service about the product, mm-hmm. but it will highlight uh, the words that are specific to that product. So let's say you have ordered uh, uh, a cover for your phone and it's blue, and a lot of people uh, call about it and say, uh, and in these conversations, the word light blue, dark blue, uh, color are mentioned a lot. Uh, then we can already uh, identify, well, probably there's something wrong with the color that. Maybe the color on the website is not the same as what people receive at home. Mm-hmm. So then a product specialist can start with this smart word cloud, get a, a broad idea what's wrong, look at uh, two or three actual conversations uh, where we, by the way, uh, remove all uh, personal information. This is another uh, technology that we have developed. So we yeah. remove uh, personal identifiable information from the conversations. So these are really anonymized conversations. Uh, so the product specialist can look at the conversations and then, ah, the problem is the r- color is wrong. And then goes to the uh, uh, product uh, page on the ball.com, uh, can change maybe the information on that page. And uh, from that moment on, anybody who's ordering that uh, uh, cof- phone cover uh, will not uh, have this same problem. So we have improved the customer uh, journey, the customer uh, uh, experience. And we have saved uh, customer service costs uh, in the future with that. Yeah, so basically, because there's better product information, uh, we prevent calls. And yeah, we have happy customers because they don't buy the product to call our customer service. Yeah, they exactly. want to yeah. use it and shine with it, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and uh, are, they the, are the product specialists, are they your primary uh, consumers for this? Or uh, have you identified others as well? Yeah, the, the potential, we think, for this uh, field, this domain is, is enormous. Uh, but we really want to uh, keep the scope uh, clear and, and take small steps. So we start with product specialists. Uh, but next step will, of course, be to uh, get the same information to our partners. Uh, so we have as Bold.com 20, how many is it? 20,000. 20, 20, 20, yeah, 20,000, but I thought 28 or something. Well, okay. I don't know. 
it's a lot of partner uh, <laughs> yeah. partner shops that are offering uh, their products uh, through uh, the bold.com platform. Uh, of course, we want to give the, them these insights as well, but also people from the returns department that handle all the returned uh, uh, products, they also can uh, uh, can make use of this uh, technology. And uh, well, a customer service itself can uh, can 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 improve its processes uh, with our technology probably but this is all future so uh, it's not really uh, uh, determined yet because we're now focusing mainly on the product specialists but there is a lot of potential okay daniel the, uh, i heard that uh, emil said uh, the conversations used yeah. to 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 translate such a uh, unhappy products into possible uh, causes of of being the, uh, the unhappy product what conversations do we use and what uh, what techniques do we use to to get it out of those conversations yeah um, um so so currently what we use as uh, conversations uh, in the short term is a uh, live chat so that's our biggest uh, channel in the customer service uh, domain at this point uh, and we will also be adding uh, billy uh, so the chatbot uh, billy later on as a extra data source and we also are thinking of adding more data sources in the whole uh, customer journey so uh, for example when someone returns a certain article or post feedback on our website we are thinking of also integrating that in uh, the insights product reviews for instance yeah, yeah. there's there's lots of uh, interactions. Uh, yeah. interactions and textual content uh, provided by the customer so really all of the customer voice, basically. Um, and yeah, the techniques uh, we uh, can use are numerous. We can use uh, all kinds of algorithms. Um, some baseline we are starting with is uh, called uh, TF-IDF. So uh, it's a statistical approach uh, uh, of... Uh, where does it stand for TF-IDF? Yeah, it stands for uh, Term Frequency Inverse Document Frequency. Okay. So uh, basically you first uh, calculate for all the terms in your documents, you uh, calculate how many, uh, how often does it occur in one document, mm -hmm. and you multiply that by the uh, frequency one term appears in one document. So basically what you see is that is uh, will scale up the um, the more uh, the less frequent uh, terms in your documents, and it will scale down uh, terms that will appear in all of the conversations. So that makes it already uh, more relevant. But there are, are also other algorithms that can uh, can help with that, with discriminating uh, um, more interesting words within. Uh, within some domain, within some set of uh, documents compared to uh, all of all of the documents, yeah. Okay, and if you take the, the, the live chat as example, the, how did you approach it? What, what, uh, what steps do we take before we end up with the solution for the product specialist? Um, yeah, we, we first need to uh, get, get this data uh, based on a processing pipeline uh, uh, to our data warehouse uh, solution, uh, BigQuery. Um, 
and then we can uh, we first anonymize it by the way yeah i cannot uh, stress that <laughs> enough uh, yeah that's an yeah. important uh, thing to uh, <laughs> to mention indeed uh, so so all the pii data is uh, removed after that um, and then we uh, start analyzing it um, and we we can uh, we are currently also in the uh, working on designing uh, it and uh, developing it um, and there we will start with uh, with the pipeline to first uh, uh, convert the documents into uh, tokens so small small uh, words for example uh, and then uh, do do uh, the the rest of the natural language processing on them um, and we are also thinking on the longer term not only to uh, uh, generate smart word clouds, but also uh, maybe already cluster uh, the documents into some meaningful uh, groups or to uh, find, ab find out what are the topics uh, that, that people are discussing about yeah, and where do they appear in what kind of uh, process. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the with documents, uh, Daniel means then conversations in this case. Yeah. Uh, to make it clear. Yeah. Uh, but maybe for the topics, uh, you can tell about the intent recognition uh, model that we have, that we also want to apply in this domain. And that we also use for Billy, by the way. But maybe you can... Uh, yeah, I will surely uh, uh, tell something about that. So uh, for the chatbot Billy, uh, we developed uh, uh, a supervised uh, model. Um, based on historical data where we uh, uh, logged the, the, the intent of customers. So all the customer questions are classified into tr about 350 uh, questions. And based, of, uh, based on what they say during a conversation, we can recognize what kind of question it is about. So for example, is it about re returning something? Is it about where's something, package? where's my package? or uh, there's something on the website, some product information is wrong, etc., etc. Um, and we found that uh, out after validating and uh, uh, bringing it into production that it considerably improves the uh, classification accuracy compared yeah. to what we already uh, uh, had. Um, so that's really something interesting. But we can also... Uh, so it to translate for the non-technical yeah. people, Billy, uh, it helps Billy understand what your question is about. So uh, that leads to less uh, conversations where Billy keeps asking uh, what you mean, which leads to a lot of frustration <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, to what people. Do you mean? Yeah, what do you, what mean? Do you mean? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> can you please rephrase? So with this model in place, uh, we can improve uh, on that. Exactly. Uh, but we can also use this model for other domains, for instance, for the uh, analytics part so we can help it to understand what are all these people talking uh, to us uh, about uh, so not just during the conversation but also after the conversation it has happened the model can help us to uh, identify the, the topic of the conversation yeah so so what it was really about and yeah. then also we start clustering again and exactly. scoring again yeah and then we get details out of that for yeah. the word cloud and stuff exactly. like that yeah Okay, Daniel, I hear you mentioning uh, natural language processing, the, the smart word clouds, the TF-IDF uh, exactly. uh, yeah. solutions. 
did we build all uh, ourselves those those uh, solutions, or do we use building blocks available in maybe Google Cloud or so? What, uh, how does that work? Um, yeah, bit bit of uh, both worlds basically. So what we try to do is uh, see whatever uh, is already available, uh, and can we somehow integrate it in our uh, uh, solutions? So if something is already available and it's easy to integrate, then we will just pick uh, whatever uh, is there already. But it hap happens often that it's not totally possible to uh, integrate it or that it doesn't work yet or it doesn't work yet for the Dutch language. So then uh, we will uh, build that uh, ourselves. Um, and it's also uh, another thing is that it's also often better to use your own data to learn something instead of using another model that is already uh, pre-trained or uh, learned on something uh, else uh, because your own domain is much more specific than 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 something than than wikipedia for example or uh, some other textual uh, data on the internet so basically we, we say we train the models ourselves we want to use yeah, the, the, the frameworks, et cetera, to create the models, but the training of the models, yeah, we use our own data, so basically our own trainers for that. Yeah, exactly. So we use uh, all kinds, uh, just libraries, so it makes it very easy to build, uh, or quite easy to build uh, such solutions. Um, but we have often to use our own data and integrate with the rest of the architecture, uh, and that's why we often also build a lot of these uh, parts ourselves. Yeah. Cool. Sounds cool. The, 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 in the preparation, we already talked about some, some ideas you have in the, in the future for, for this area. Can you share a bit uh, on, on those? Uh? Um, yeah, well, for uh, the conversation analytics part, we actually see it as a, a four-step process. So the step one for an end user is un understanding where something goes wrong. Is there a problem with the product or with the process? Uh, so the identification of that, we already have something in place, which I just mentioned already, the unhappy products dashboard. But we think we can uh, improve on that. Uh, but maybe I'll first finish the four steps. Uh, so first identify something uh, an item where something is wrong. Uh, the second step is understanding what is wrong. Uh, the third step is uh, taking an action to uh, fix the problem. Yeah. And the fourth step is to monitor if your, your action has indeed uh, the effect that you uh, were expecting. Uh, so these four steps are all where we can improve uh, upon. And we are now focusing mainly on the understanding what is causing this problem because this is where we are, are behind most. Uh, for the other parts, we already have some solutions in place. But we also have a lot of ideas for the other parts. So for instance, the identification part. Uh, one of the ideas we have is to use the conversations themselves to uh, identify problems that we are now missing. So for instance, if people in a certain, what we call chunk, so that's a, a category of products. So let's say smartphones is a chunk. Uh, if we monitor all these conversations that people are having with CS uh, and suddenly uh, there's a higher percentage of people talking about a specific topic, let's say a battery, uh, in relation to, let's say, a specific supplier, then that even if it maybe uh, the total amount of conversation is not so high, but it still could be an interesting signal to pick up because 
there's something wrong maybe with a certain phone from a specific supplier. Okay, if we can uh, can prevent uh, that this problem gets bigger and, and catch it really soon, and that's really powerful, we think. So that's one of the ideas we have, but that's for the bit longer term. Uh, another big idea we have is to also help in the understanding phase uh, is helping to find the root cause. So if we have all the, these conversations, can we, from these conversations, uh, deduct uh, the problem is probably content related. So there's something wrong on the website or the problem is probably logistics related or it's just a crappy product. There's something wrong with the quality. Uh, so can we uh, find out, find out. Yeah. What's, what's going on and help the people at Bold.com to, uh, to quickly uh, fix it? a lot of ideas. Uh, do you yeah. have enough engineers in the team? <laughs> Not, uh. Well, we have the best and <laughs> so that helps. But uh, of course, uh, we, the more are, uh, are better. Uh, well, not always. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we are currently with uh, three engineers and uh, one one uh, extra data scientist uh, for speci specifically for this project. Uh, so we have a good start, I guess. Yeah, great. What are, what are the challenges to get this uh, um, um, from a, a great model you, you and, and you train the model into a system that's really uh, able to run on production and, and do it on scale with, with all the conversations and uh, stuff like that? What, what's, uh, what are the challenges for that? Um, yeah, one thing is that, that uh, it has to be already quite scalable. So we're d dealing with lots of uh, conversations uh, uh, every day. So, and and the more data sources we are using, the bigger uh, the data sets are going to be. Um, but also, uh, I think it ends up at uh, uh, at a lot of uh, stakeholders. So a lot of people will see this uh, eventual insights. Uh, in, in a certain dashboard or integrated in certain tooling. Uh, so it's really interesting how we can track the, the insights from this model and uh, or, or our, uh, our technologies and how to uh, keep improving uh, in the whole process. You, you triggered me with one, one thing you said. You, sa you said uh, getting the data from all the data sets. How do, how do you combine all those data sets? Because you have uh, the, 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 the chat, the, the, the interactive chat, you called it. Yeah, uh, we, have, uh, we have live chat. Live, we have yeah. uh, the chat with chatbot. Uh, but you also have the, the, the yeah, people Yeah, for future, we phone. also want to add yeah. uh, phone and uh, email, and, uh, but also product reviews and uh, return uh, reasons that people comment on. That's that's pretty uh, uh, heterogeneous. Uh, yeah, a set. lot of yeah. Yeah. How do, how data do from a yeah. uh, variety of sources, and you have to be combined in some kind of way. Yeah, exactly. So what we uh, try to do is uh, first unify, uh, have a kind of unified API uh, for that. So all the conversations are presented in 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 one uh, one way, um, but we still keep, of course, uh, the source of this uh, data available so that we can also say, uh, at this point, I only want to see, for example, uh, interesting conversations or interesting problems uh, related to uh, 
voice uh, or uh, uh, the phone call mm -hmm. or live chat or whatever yeah. channel uh, we have. Um, but it's a good question. But yeah, it's also we are we are really starting on this topic, so these exactly. are all uh, challenges uh, we, all still we, will, we will encounter uh, <laughs> along the way. Uh, so we're now focusing on a single data source, uh, but we see these other data sources that we can add them in some way. But how exactly? Uh, we will have to find out along the way. Yeah, and uh, maybe something more also interesting to add is that we also can uh, use other data sources to build uh, predictive models. So, for example, if we know something happens at the during a certain process, for example, uh, we know uh, someone will return something at a certain moment, or something someone will contact. Uh, the customer service at a certain moment and will uh, uh, the conversation will be logged uh, for a certain topic we can use historical data to uh, in hindsight predict what will happen based on uh, historical conversations and use th these insights for future uh, predictions and insights yeah. so let me if I understand you correctly, so basically we're trying to use the conversations of customers in the past to predict what I as a customer will do when I bought a certain product. Exactly. So yeah. it, uh, then you will predict that there's a maybe a relatively high chance that I will return it or ask a question about the color, about how I use it. And maybe in the future we could also uh, adapt the page for that because I bought a certain product you could make the page look different because it's there's a higher possibility that I will look for a certain interaction. So maybe if I will ask a question about how it works, you're not only showing that I bought the product and that I can return it, but you also will show a link to documentation, for example. Yeah, indeed. So we can build predictive models that uh, provide extra information to customers, which will help them uh, understand what they need to do. Uh, and using that, we can uh, reduce the n number of questions we get uh, in the customer service. Yeah. So that's that's uh, one of the goals. Yeah, but, and yeah, exactly. And for me as a customer, make it easier to find the the answers, the solutions to the thing I want to do. Because for me, it's also easier when I don't have to call uh, customer service. But if I just with one or two clicks can find the answer, basically, that I'm looking for. That would make it yeah. a lot easier for me. Yeah, yeah indeed. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's the use case if we use customer service as the end user of the solution that sure. we are building. Yeah. Because then as customer service can improve uh, the, the, the information uh, that we provide to the user during uh, their customer journey so that they don't have to end up calling CS at all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in the end, you want the customer to have this, this great journey, uh, not calling at all. <laughs> get your product uh, one time right, I would say. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, to have that in place, uh, <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Um, yeah, let's go to the closing round. Um, to summarize for our listeners, can you share your most important takeaway with us? Um, the most important takeaway? Well, I think uh, that this topic has really uh, uh, a huge uh, potential. And uh, the trick uh, with this is to not, not uh, get... Uh, how do you say, overflown with all the possibilities, but just start small and test it directly with end users. And that's what we are doing now. 
and that's working pretty good. So uh, I think that's uh, a really important takeaway I would give uh, to the listeners. Okay. Keep it small, uh, take small steps and keep your user, end user really involved. involved yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I really agree with this uh, takeaway. Um, so what I think we should really um, start small, uh, validate what what we are building, and uh, um, and yeah, if we if we whenever we use new technologies or n- generate new insights based on that, we need to really focus on how do we measure uh, whatever insights we generate. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks, Daniel and Emil, uh, for sharing your stories uh, with us. Uh, for me, it was very uh, 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 insightful. I learned a lot. Although I am in Bold.com, it's a domain I'm uh, yeah new to. So uh, thank you for sharing that. I uh, hope you enjoyed it as much uh, as uh, as we did. Sure. And uh, hope you're willing to come by yeah. another occasion. Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was r- really great. Uh, I think that with this topic, we're just at the beginning and there's really a lot of uh, potentials. And uh, yeah. I can feel it uh, really when, when talking to you. And that, that was great. Once again, uh, one of these great uh, conversations. Thanks. Okay. Hope and maybe you can invite us uh, another time in a couple of months. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. We'll yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, we'll put that in the agenda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, hope to meet you in our next uh, episode. Have fun in the meantime.